Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show, the number one talk show in St. George, starring Andy Griffin. I'm here. Good morning to you. This is News Radio 890 949 KDXU, Southern News, Southern Utah's News and Talk Leader. Allie's with me here in the studio. We're getting ready for uh, Mayor Pike to come in with his uh, kind of final address, final appearance here on the program. But it is Christmas Eve, and I wanted to, uh, before we get the show started, just kind of talk a little bit about Christmas. Allie, um, yeah. you have a favorite Christmas movie? Is there a movie that you really, really love? Um, I love It's a Wonderful Life. I do. And me too. That's, I mean... You know, you go through all the movies, and there have been new movies come out every year around Christmas, and you're like, that was pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. and that wasn't bad. But really, you can't top the uh, greatest Christmas movie in history. It's yeah. It's a wonderful life. Yeah. yeah. Love it. So. Yeah. I, did you know there was a remake, by the way? No. A, a few years back. It was on Hallmark. Huh. Uh, and it was... Uh, I can't remember her name, but the, it was a woman played the part oh, of George Bailey. Okay. And it was a little bit of a modernized version. It didn't take place back in the, you know, in, uh-huh. in the 20s or 50s or whenever that movie was. But uh, it was it was a good try, but it missed. It, it wasn't there. Yeah. No one can touch Jimmy Stewart. I love that man. And and speaking of that, I love Mr. Kruger's Christmas. That one's... Oh, on yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot LBS about that Church, one. That, what is that like? 20 minutes long or something, 20 yeah, or 30 minutes, but it's not very that's long. a great little Christmas short about a, a guy who's living by himself. He's lost mm-hmm. his wife and a mom and a, and a, a girl. They're what Christmas caroling or yeah, uh, they're Christmas caroling and he's, and they decide a, to invite him along and uh-huh. really feel good kind of Christmas yep. short. So yeah. And it involves Christ, which I love, you know, the baby mm-hmm. Jesus and the, just, it's kind of a Mormon movie, but kind of not because yeah. it has tab choir music in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Mr. Kruger, Jimmy Stewart, was, is not a member of the church. Right. And, uh, and so it wasn't really a Mormon movie. And it wasn't, it, it, he had to be, he, he was old. Oh, this very. One. This was mm-hmm. at the very end of his career and his life. Yeah. So. Good movie, though. Oh, yeah. so good. It gives me chills just thinking about, about what it. What about fun movies? What about Okay, so of course there's, um, well, I love White Christmas, and um, that, you know, with Bing Crosby, that's probably one of my all-time favorites. Is that the one where they dress up like women and do a dance or something like that? <laughs> no, no I think that one's one? some like it hot. Um, no, this one <laughs> no, is... I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, they're, don't they perform at a resort and one of them is like dressed like a woman or something? Oh, wait. Wait, toward the oh, beginning yeah. of the show. Oh, yeah, and then show. they have to sneak out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it's been a while since I've watched movie. it. I better watch it again. We better watch it again. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I just I just failed on that one. <laughs> but, <laughs> what, was, what was the other name of the movie you were trying to sell me on earlier? A Cry in the Dark? Or oh, A Cry like? in the Dark, but that one's not Christmas. No, but I, I, <laughs> you were saying it was such a great movie, and I, I honestly don't know anybody that has heard of it except for you. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's about the story the woman... The, well, the couple's baby gets taken by a dingo. Mer- Meryl Streep, considered by some the greatest female actress, uh, the greatest actress of all time. I think I, she's pretty amazing myself. I, I don't really hate her. I said earlier, I, hate <laughs> I don't really hate her. I just don't see what everyone else sees in her being the greatest of all time. I'm, right. I'm not seeing that, but she's good. She's, she's fine. Yeah. She's, so. She does a lot of good character acting, and I, I think that's amazing. Okay. Mayor Pike is here, so we're going to get him all set up. 
Uh, Seth is on the line. We've got Seth's Corner coming up here in just a minute. But for Allie, the number one Christmas movie all, all time, It's a Wonderful Life. It's yeah. a Wonderful Life. Okay. Yeah. You're on record. And I actually, I think I'm going to have to go ahead and agree with you. Honestly. Wow. Hey. So we don't agree that often. <laughs> we do on some things. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> like cookies are good. We can yeah. agree on that one. And we agreed yesterday on um, Panda Express. We did. That's right. That's crazy. That's, that's two now this month. Yeah. This year. This ever. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Allie. Thanks for thanks. coming on for a minute. Now, let's go to Seth. Seth, uh, how are you doing this morning? We're going to give you your little five-minute Seth's Corner today because we don't have a show tomorrow. Well, thank you so much. And, and today I, I want to reveal the origins of Santa Claus. Okay, uh, St. Nicholas, right? We're talking about the same guy? No, we're talking about uh, different traditions and from Siberia, where it's, uh, and uh, let's include everything in the Arctic. Uh, The native peoples were reindeers, and there's um, shaman, um, a.k.a. Santa Claus. Um, And uh, to start with, let me just ask you, uh, why didn't Santa Claus pay for his uh, sleigh? I I don't know. Why did not Santa Claus pay for his sleigh? Mm -hmm. Well, because it was on the house. Ah, it was. It was on the rooftop. (laughs) Very good. But you need them flying reindeers and all that. (laughs) So we're going to talk about flying reindeers. And uh, in the cultures, native cultures, there was a shaman. And uh, um, depending upon how you use the word or parse the word, but in native cultures, shaman were the medicine men and were the healers and the spiritual leaders. And so these spiritual leaders went out, and there was a funny, uh, brilliant mushroom that was growing, and it was called, um, um, let's see if I can, Amanita muscaria, also known as fly agaric. Oh, I've heard of that, yeah. All right, and, and uh, oh, by the way, it grows up on Pine Valley Mountain. Above 8,000 feet, where it's an alpine kind of a condition. Yeah, cold weather, yeah. Uh-huh. And so under the trees, certain trees, uh, spruce or other indigenous trees, and near birch trees, these mushrooms under a green tree caught the eye of the reindeer and the shaman. And, of course, if humans consumed it, in its natural state, it would make them sick or may cause even some severe problems and maybe death. Ooh, that's not good. Okay, and there's another mushroom. And, of course, Chaga grows by, by the birch trees, which is something that is useful in the treatment of COVID. Okay, so the shaman is out, he sees these, he harvests them, he understands that they're toxic uh, in their primal condition, and so he hangs them upside down on an, on other green trees Ooh. to dry them. Sounds like Christmas ornaments. It does, because it's bright red, but it's got white polka dots. Ah, Okay? okay, and the shaman to stand out, he wore the red clothing, pants, and a top, and it was trimmed with white fur from ermine or other wolves or whatever it was, and so he had a shaman uniform. 
Okay. Which and so looked the a lot like a Santa Claus looked, outfit. Yeah. Looked like that. Yeah. Okay. And so um, I tried to call uh, or, or get this information. And on the day that he would put these dried mushrooms into sacks, and because the snow was built up everywhere and and covered almost the house, it was hard to get in and out. And these people were cloistered and almost confined with their children in their homes. Okay. And on the okay. longest night of the year, yes, he the would winter go out solstice, yeah. and he would climb. He would be able to walk onto the roof. Wow. And he would drop. And, and the people knew the tradition. They would quench their fire, and a bag of these mushrooms would come down, delivered by the shaman. And what, where are we at? Are we in Siberia? Are we in, is that where we're, we're in at? Siberia, and okay. we're, we're native people. And this is maybe thousands of years ago, even before Christ. Okay. Okay, so this tradition was going on and centered around the longest day of the year. The longest night of the year. Longest night. Shortest, shortest day. And so the people, after the children went to sleep, they would eat these mushrooms and take a trip. And they're not toxic anymore because he dried them? or He dried them, okay. and it was processed. Now, he or somebody else found that when the, when the reindeer ate them, they began to see things and act funny and, <laughs> and this and that. They didn't start and, flying, though. Well, the people who were observing them claimed that they fly. They were flying, but they were on the mushrooms too. So, (laughs) well, and they maybe like a Rudolph was seen eating one, and that they thought his nose was glowing. There you go. Okay, Okay? and and so (laughs) by the way, the reindeers, the the shaman, and maybe the reindeer herders harvested the urine. Okay. And they've been, <laughs> and and they, uh, but when the mushroom went through the um, reindeer, it lost its toxicity. Oh, that's how and it was so processed. They actually harvested and used those, and it was sort of an advertising thing. Oh, here, here is uh, here. Sample my wares. If you need more, or if you need uh, blessings, or herbal, or some other kind of treatment, you know who to see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so gotta, gotta this was going home, on. And uh, when you look at the architecture, and you look at the Romans, and you look at this, lo and behold, these mushrooms appeared in drawings. And they appeared in architecture, and they showed popes, and they showed holy men carrying and using these mushrooms. Mm. And then from day to day and over the thousands of years, it adapted into toys and boys and girls. And I watched Fox this morning, and NORAD and a, a general out of the Air Force is tracking Santa Claus and That's his right. sleigh right. and Rudolph flying through the air, uh, reporting every five minutes about where Santa Claus is. Mm. All right, Seth. Okay. Awesome. That's a great. That that that's a great. Uh, tra- I don't know what's the word. Tradition, legend. Maybe that uh, where Santa Claus came from. I love it. Well, the 
there's there's a website that I that I want to mention that's good for a lot of thousand things by really educated scientific people. It's called After School School with a K. Oh, After School School with a K. Got it. And I did you did you get the email I sent you? Uh, yes, I did. Yes, okay, you sent me That's two in a row. Of right? and so people, okay. if you go on now, first of all, you can't Google this. You need to put it on YouTube. Okay, and there must be fifty sites and fifty presentations on this. So it looks like, and you could look it up in the in Wikipedia and dictionaries and whatever to verify. Don't trust a word I say. I, I never do. Seth. Yeah, look it up yourself, okay. see what you think about this, and and try to understand uh, uh, this is a way maybe that um, these legends start, and then we fix them up to make them suit our needs. Yeah. All right, thank you, Seth. And Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas to you. Seth's Corner here on the Andy Griffin Show on a Friday. Oh, it's Thursday, but we don't have a show tomorrow. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, it's 821. Mayor Pike is with me. Mayor, thank you for coming in today. Well, you bet. It's good I, to be here. I guess I can call you mayor for another uh, week and a half or two. Yeah, or you're stuck with me as mayor till January 4th. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So I, I'm in uh, a retail establishment. I'm in a store the other day. Mm-hmm. And I get a text from somebody. And they said, the, all the text said was, did Mayor Pike really just resign? And of course, I'm at the store. I, you know, I'm. I'm, It was actually my daughter's birthday. We were buying some things for her birthday, and uh, I was astounded. I was, I was dumbfounded because uh, you played it. I I don't know when you found out about all this, but you, uh, you were, you played it pretty close to the vest, John. I had no idea this was coming. Well, um, you know, (laughs) really, I didn't either. It happened very quickly. Okay, I got a call from. the uh, governor-elect Spencer Cox on Thursday evening last week. So it was after I'd been oh, it was on the show. The show. So yeah. you, during the show last week, you had no idea. No, I didn't. Okay. Um, I got a call from him. In fact, it was during our city council work meeting, just before we were taking a break to to have some dinner. And uh, so I, I told uh, uh, told Councilman Hughes, I said, hey, take over for a minute, would you? And so went out to take this call and and had a fairly fairly brief conversation. So this is actually Spencer Cox. This is Spencer to you. Cox okay. called me, and um, um, and and offered me this this cabinet position of it's uh, it's called the Utah State Insurance Insurance Commissioner. Mm-hmm. And um, I told everybody I was going to call you the Insurance Czar. Yeah, there you I, go. Yeah, there I, you I like go. that. Sound. So you know that of course uh, goes to the to my day job. I, I've been in the insurance, the health and and dental insurance, and I'm also a life and health insurance agent for 30 years. I've, and so it's been my career, and I've done some other things tied in with that, but it's all been under the uh, umbrella, if you will, of Intermountain Healthcare. So, so it's it certainly uh, surprised me. I didn't I didn't see that coming, uh, um, but I'm really excited about it. It the 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 timing, you know, it's it's fast because. He begins, as you know, he's inaugurated on the 4th of January here in Washington County up in Ivins at Tuacon. And so I will be there for that with my wife and and uh, other leaders from the area and some public from the area that were able to get tickets. And then that night uh, or that afternoon, I'll drive to Salt Lake. And that next morning, the 5th of January, I start my new job. Wow. So it's very quick. 
I, I haven't actually resigned yet, but I will resign on the 4th. And I also will uh, resign from uh, Select Health on the 4th. This is a full-time job. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, uh, it, you know, it's a, uh, a, a, a important function of our state government. Uh, it regulates and uh, licenses all insurance companies and agents and producers, as they call them, and, and even including bail bonds. Uh, it deals with fraud and abuse. It deals with uh, solvency of insurance companies deals with uh, uh, continuing education, training, and as I said, licensure and reappointment and um, products. Uh, they, there are actuaries on staff and uh, there are budgetary people on staff. It's a, it's a pretty, a pretty big deal, a lot to learn. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yesterday I had a, a fairly lengthy conversation with the interim uh, commissioner and uh, she has been the deputy commissioner for a number of years. And thankfully, she's willing to, uh, she's been the interim because the previous commissioner retired a few months ago. Okay. And so um, she's, um, thankfully for me and the department, willing to stay on and, and return to her role as deputy commissioner. And so I, I will meet uh, the team, at least some of them, on January 5th. And we'll be, we'll be off to the races. And, and the great news is... Uh, the governor-elect said, "We want you to do this by staying in St. George." Yeah. Look, yeah. with that, if there's any benefit, and that it may be the only benefit of COVID, we've learned more how to do things, you know, digitally. So Zoom and Google Meets and all these things. Um, yeah. And so they've said we've been doing this at the state. We only have a few people in this department that are working at the office anymore. And so they're saying even the previous um, commissioner moved to Manti uh, during his last year and had been, you know, doing a lot from his home office. So that's what I'm asked to do, not just, and I did request that I not have to move, but they said, no, no, we don't want you to move. Uh, The governor-elect wants to have a more geographically diverse cabinet and wants to help people see that, you know, you you might uh, be able to work from for the state from where you already are. So there is a county executive uh, named Craig Butters from uh, Cache County who will be serving as the agriculture and food uh, commissioner or uh, director. And he, my understanding is he'll be staying in, in his home in Cache hmm. Valley. And similarly, uh, uh, the sheriff, I believe it is, of um, San Pete County will be the um, corrections uh, director. Um, and he, I believe, is going to stay in, in San Pete County, and the mayor of Cedar Hills in Utah County will be um, um, uh, over administrative services. And so, again, the idea is that you don't have to live in the Salt Lake Valley to be able to serve, and I think that will extend yeah. to the next level, too. There could be other staff uh, that may be able to work. Um, again, with all the computer technology we have, there's, just, there's a lot we can do remotely. So my main office will be in my home. In in St. George, I'll have a satellite in Cedar City at SUU on the campus uh, with another state employee that will be there. And the governor will, when he comes to Southern Utah, that will be his office. Uh, There will be some space there. And then I'll have a satellite office in Salt Lake just in the north side of the Capitol complex. So a bunch of questions pop into my head when when, uh, you talk about this. First of all, uh, when, when you were talking about it originally with me on the phone the other day, I was like, oh, this is the perfect marriage of your political career and your regular career 
But it now is. that I hear you talk more about it, I'm thinking this is actually more towards your regular day job than politics because uh, you've been really in the public forum, elected official for quite some time now, and this is an appointment and not an election. Yeah, that's true. It is an appointment. I serve at the at the will of the pleasure of the governor, mm-hmm. and, um, and so that could change any time. You know, I I would certainly hope that I would be there and do a good job for him and for the citizens of Utah uh, for four years, and then again, if he runs again, and I assume he will, and and wins, uh, and and I assume he will, then I would, then he's got a chance to either reappoint, change appointments, or, you know, say. It's been a good four years, Pike. See you later, you know. Yeah. And uh, and so all of those things are fine. That's how it works. But there is a fair degree of, of uh, politics to it still okay. because this department is very involved uh, when it comes to, for example, the legislature. So when they meet in January, we will have – there will be bills that will uh, – either that we will be um, proposing with the sponsorship of elected officials and their help – or that others could be proposing that then we need to comment on. So we will be very involved uh, at, during those times and all the time with the legislature and the governor's office. So, and as a cabinet member, I'm meeting with the cabinet uh, whenever they meet, and they meet fairly regularly. So, so it's it's um, it's a great opportunity to get to know a lot of people. Um, some appointed, and and again, some elected. You said, uh, uh, obviously, you're at the at the mercy of your new boss now, That's right. Spencer Cox. He could technically fire you at any, any time. time. Yep. Uh, what about if he does not get re- reelected, either in, you know, in four years or in eight years? Uh, would would the new governor then, do, do they usually clean house, like clear out the cabinet, or how does that work? It just is up to them. For example, I, don't, I haven't counted, but I think this time it's maybe about half and half. You know, there's maybe about half that are being retained okay. in their appointed positions. I mean, for example, uh, the Utah Department of Transportation, UDOT, uh, that uh, executive director, his name's Carlos, and uh, he's done a fantastic job. I'm thrilled that the governor-elect chose to retain him. I've worked with him as a you know result of our combined interests with Bluff Street, for example, that we're looking at right now. Mm-hmm. and I-15 and the Boulevard and Sunset, all state roads. So so anyway, he's a fantastic person. There's a number of those uh, like him that have been retained. So it's just up to the new governor. Is it going to be hard for you, and we've got to get a weather break here in a second, so maybe a short answer on this one, but mm-hmm. is it going to be hard for you to uh, quit St. George? And I don't mean yeah. I don't mean quit your job, but I mean quit being you uh, more than anyone else in this town. You have been integrated in everything that is St. George for the last was it 11 years? Uh, 13. 13 yep. years? Yeah. And, and and now you're going to be removed. You, I mean, you'll still live here. You'll still yep. be a part of the community, but it's going to be very different for you. Is oh, that yeah. going to be hard? It's gonna, I'm sure it's going to be really hard. You know, the, the only thing uh, that I'm, you know, I'm thinking, though, is I think I'll have enough to worry about with my new job. <laughs> you'll be and, busy. Yeah, I'll be busy, and I'll be on the road a lot, and I'll have meetings regionally and locally and nationally, even as, as my role as commissioner. There's an association, several of them, that I'll be a part of. And so I'll be busy. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm up to the challenge. Uh, I know the business quite well after 30 years. But uh, it will be very different, Andy. And it's, I, I, I admit it's going to be hard to step away. Uh, even today, as I was uh, waiting to be on the air, I'm texting um, our public works director saying, hey, as my parting wish, 
can you fix this one sidewalk and curb and gutter, you know? (laughs) And uh, (laughs) so I won't do that anymore. You know, come January 5th, uh, I will not do that. And I'll be very supportive. And, and, uh, you know, I really appreciated the way my predecessor and mentor, Dan MacArthur, uh, dealt with me. He, he, he didn't, you know, jump in. Um, and he got busy too. He, he was off on a, a three year, um, mission for the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But still, even in the time before that and after he's been very, very professional and, and, uh, very good to, um, to allow me to, to do my thing just as, you know, I, I believe his predecessor allowed him to do his Carl Brooks was his predecessor. So it's, it's a very, uh, good thing and appropriate it, you know, frankly, although this is a, a little sooner than I would like to have departed and very, very quick, very sudden, maybe that's okay because um, it just shows government. It's designed to, to go on and to move smoothly and transition from one person to the next, and that'll happen. All right, we've got to get a weather break in. When we come back, uh, we'll take your phone calls with John Pike. Uh, we'll also ask him, uh, get, maybe him elaborate, elaborate a little bit on his political career, what this is going to do to his political career. Is, is it going to kill it right? or postpone it? Or what? <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that when we come. Every weekday morning at 9, Andy Griffin brings in the most relevant guests, tackles the top issues, and lets your voice be heard. heard. Only, Only on KDXU, Southern Utah's news talk leader. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in today. It's 937. Mayor John Pike is with me. Mayor for another, what, a week from Monday, I guess. Is that's right. Day. That's right. January 4th. That's that's fast. That is it is fast. fast. Uh, last week, uh, John was on. Uh, we don't usually have him on two weeks in a row unless it's a special occasion like this. And some of you were pretty uh, pretty short with Mayor Pike. He took it like a man, though. He, <laughs> He walked out of here bloodied and beaten, but still standing tall. That's right. Way to go, it's, John. It, hey, it's all that's all part of the job, and we understand that. Although I do think we, um, you know, sometimes we get uh, a little bit emotional in 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 responses, and I, and you know, it's understandable. We're we're humans, but I think it's good for us to to practice. Uh, as one of my favorite authors said, his name's Arthur Brooks, to practice warm heartedness. And to also practice, we don't have to disagree less, but he encourages us to disagree better. And, like and then we can do that. And, and uh, Andy, you and I, we've been practicing that for several years now. And, Couple, and yeah. we do it great, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We, <laughs> there are big issues you and I disagree yeah, on. And yet right. we're still, still good friends. Yep, absolutely. So I'm going to miss you. I know you're not going anywhere. but uh, it's, It'll it's be, different. be different. It will be different. Yeah. And, you know, it is, it is great to get to to serve uh, in, and, and it's what it is while, you know, these positions, some of these positions are paid, some of them are unpaid, mine is paid. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting paid for what I do, but it is, it is public service. And so, you know, I talked before about, you know, a career and, and, you know, my career uh, at this point, as you really wisely indicated, they're going to coincide. My, my uh, 30 year professional career will coincide with, with my public service or, or, or political career. And, you know, that's, that's all I'll be focused on for the next four years and until, and whenever the governor, uh, you know, um, releases me from that, that will be my focus. And I will not be thinking about what's next. I'll be thinking about that. Uh, w- with any luck, I'll be there in one way or another, helping him and serving him. And, you know, some people can, you know, roll their eyes at this. I, I really feel strongly. I, I hope to be 
thought of as serving all the people of the state uh, in one way or another uh, in this role for the next four to eight or whatever, however many years I'm asked to. And when that, when my services are no longer requested by the governor, then I'll, I'll happily move to the next thing, whatever that might be. And, and I don't know what that is yet. And, um, and I'm not worried about it. I'm, I'm doing this and then, you know, things take care of themselves. They have a way of working out, don't they? They, they do. And, you yeah. know, you had talked about running again in yep. next year. Obviously, that's not going to happen at this point uh, unless you get fired soon. That's right. <laughs> but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, but, I hope not. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> it's always but, possible. But politically, do you feel like that when your time as commissioner uh, of the insurance in, in the state of Utah is over, you will be back? in public office do you think you know again again i really don't know i mean i you know it's possible i might be interested at some point in you know uh, the legislature or something but not necessarily you know i've got to say there are many ways to serve not all of us are going to be interested in running for election for an elected office so there there are so many ways to serve you can serve on nonprofit boards and you can serve in many different volunteer efforts so so you know, we'll see. It depends on how long I'm I'm working at the state level, and um, you know, I'm uh, Andy. You and I we're the same age. Yeah. We're almost the exact same age. I'm 55, so I'm I'm figuring that I'll probably work in some way or another for some you know entity or another until I'm about 70. That's yeah. probably what I'll do, and that doesn't mean I'll be doing the same thing. I probably won't for all that time, but that's another you know that's another 15 years. And uh, time flies when you're having fun, especially. I plan to have fun at this job. And, yeah. you know, that's one thing that attracted me to it. The, the governor-elect said, hey, this is going to be fun. It'll be work, but it'll be fun. And, and I love that attitude. And I know uh, the governor-elect well enough to know he means it. He, he's a happy guy. And he, he tries to balance his life. And I don't know how he does it, honestly. He, he's, a, he's a driven person. I think that we will find that he will be an excellent governor. All right. Let's, uh, let's open up the phone lines. Okay. You ready for this? I'm ready. All right. Yep. Line one, how, how's it going today? You're on with Andy with Mayor Pike. It's going good. Hey, Mayor, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. So, been a tough year. I know you've taken a beating on a lot of subjects. Yeah, that's, that's and, true. 2020 yeah, has been interesting. <laughs> 2020 has been very interesting. Yeah. You know, me and you have disagreed a lot and respectfully, yeah. but is there a message you want to leave with those people? As you know, you got quite an audience here. Is there a message you want to leave? You know, I, we on a positive note, I guess I'm trying to say, you know, cause a lot of us are really feeling with the name change of Dixie and a lot of things that have been done this year. We felt really shafted by you as our elected, as our elected mayor. You know, is there a positive note that you want to leave on? And well, I'll leave it at that. And I hope you have a Merry Christmas and good luck at your new job. I wish you the best. Sure. Thank you. Um, well, it's, it's unfortunate that people feel shafted by me. I, you know, and, and that's, uh, that's too bad. I, I feel bad that, that people would feel that way. But, you know, the way I, I view it is, is maybe a little differently. Um, I, I believe that my role is to, um, to look at, uh, to look at life as it relates to the city of St. George, and he just mentioned the Dixie name, that's a little different. That's life uh, through the lens of a trustee uh, of Dixie State University. That's a little different. Um, and, and, but still, I'm looking at not just how are we today, 
but what is the, what is it going to be like? What is it going to, uh, how is it going to impact our future 5, 10, 20, 50 years in advance? And while you might say, well, that's not your job, I think it, I think it is. And then it's for each succeeding mayor or county commissioner or trustee or um, legislator, it's each additional one, they will do the same thing and they will fine tune things on the ground when they are in place. And so that's what I've tried to do. It's, it's said another way. Um, we're trying to skate where the puck is going next. Hmm. And, uh, and, and that's what we're looking at. If we're not doing that, we're going to be behind and we will lose. So that's what, that's how I look at transportation planning, water planning, uh, you know, uh, um, housing, you know, all, all the things that we are looking closely at business, uh, wages, uh, those kinds of growth need to happen. So we've been looking, there are a lot of things and they said many different ways, uh, we will not benefit from the shade of the trees that we plant today. Others will. And, and so that's what we're trying to do. That's what, uh, I've tried to do as a, as a trustee over at the university that has no bearing on, um, on my being the mayor, uh, by the way, but, um, I'm almost done with my term, my third term there. And it's been great, frankly, to have that connection, but that doesn't mean that the mayor of St. George is always going to be chosen to be on the board of trustees at the right. university. It's coincidental. just coincidental. Yeah. Um, really, I believe I was chosen for that because of my, my day job. They wanted some tie to uh, Intermountain Healthcare because they are so related when it comes to health occupations. By the way, you know it's cold outside when Mayor uses a hockey analogy to make a point. So true. <laughs> so true. And that's cold. another thing that I've been unable to do. I've been unable to uh, get a skating rink here. And uh, <laughs> during, during our time as on the city council, we've had a couple attempts by private uh, groups to do that, but we haven't done it. So there are a lot of things that as a council and a mayor that we try to do, and uh, we try to we try to please everybody sometimes, but we, we understand we won't be able to please everyone all the time. But I hope that, as the caller mentioned, I hope that as a kind of a, a parting message, that we'll remember who who we are. And the reason that I believe we've been successful is because for decades and generations from the earliest days here, we've had people who have been uh, had the attitude of collaboration, hard work, barn raising mentality, trite. I know it sounds trite, but those things have worked for us, and I believe they will continue to work for us. And while we'll have some disagreements about this, that, or the other, I'm, I'm sure they always have. Right? People sure. disagree. Um, I just hope we can do it civilly and and with some um, some patience because. Uh, I know uh, that each of us have our different perspectives, and if we were to sit down, been a little harder to do this year with COVID, sit down next to each other or across from each other, we'd probably say, oh, we, we are so close. We, we have so many things in common. Uh, let's not let the things that are, that are different uh, divide us. Let's, let's let them, you know, uh, at least give us pause for, for thought, and, and maybe we can at least understand why someone might have a different perspective and and so that's my hope is that we'll we'll continue in that way we as a city council and mayor we we did some rebranding when we first started when i first started as mayor and we changed our logo but we did more than that we really looked at our brand and you know we don't talk about it a lot but underneath it all 
kind of our, I'm going to call them our, our peers or our foundation. We, we identified two pillars. One was called optimism and the other one was activity. And we said St. George is going to be built on those two things. It already is. We just identified it. So when you think of the people that come here, live here, visit, uh, work here, I think there's been a lot of that and still is, and I hope we can keep it. Lots of great activity. Well, you know, and you think about us, sports and recreation, you're a big pickleball guy, and yeah. we both ride bikes, and I do a little pickleball. Um, outdoor, hiking, climbing, you know, uh, all the different things that we attract people here for permanently or to visit. I, I hope that we'll, we'll still have those venues and those beautiful um, natural venues as well as the ones that we uh, improve, and I hope that we keep the happy, the positive attitude because we can do it together if, if we're respectful and, and utilize as many people as we can. All right, let's uh, get to, we're running short on time. We've got hey. about 10 minutes. Let's go to the phone lines. Caller, go ahead. Uh, you're on with John Pike and Andy Griffin. What's up? You there? All right, we're going to have to let you go on line two if you don't speak up very shortly. All right, it sounds like, like we lost him. All right, uh, caller, line, back to line one. You're on with Mayor Pike. What's up? Good morning, gentlemen. Um, morning. Mayor, first of all, I, I do want to wish you good luck in your new endeavor. And uh, um, But why we have you on the line last time, uh, when I first came through St. George, I was just uh, on a camping trip, and we just happened to stop here. We knew nothing about St. George, never even heard of it. Uh, and I was from Southern California, and uh, we went up to uh, Jackson Hole when it was supposed to be 75, and then the snow came in. It was in the 40s, and we said, oh, my God, let's go back to that place. What was it, St. Jim's, St. Jack? No, St. St. <laughs> George. So we stayed at the campsite uh, now, uh, near the water park, and now it's uh, just a, um, I guess, a mob- mobile home park uh-huh. now, but it, uh-huh. it was a rental. But anyway, I mean, there was hardly anything here. So I guess my question to you is that, you know, you do take a lot of heat on the growth here in St. George, and that's one of the things that a lot of people are upset about. But when you look at it, who really, I mean, how did St. George get this, get this big? And, and really quick, I, I just saw the uh, preview of the uh, 10-year census saying that Utah, uh, they're saying, is uh, going to be the fastest-growing state in the past 10 years, percentage-wise, mm-hmm. and St. George is the fifth fastest-growing metropolitan in the, in the United States. Yep. So was it the city? Was it Washington County? I mean, because obviously a lot of people didn't know about St. George, and do they have the vision saying, well, let's just get everybody to come here. We want them to come here, knowing that, you know, there's just so much land and, you know, so much uh, transportation issues as far as getting around and, and so on. But who was it that really brought all the growth here. I mean, because like I said, a lot of people knew nothing. St. what? You know, I never even heard of St. George. So yeah. how, I guess that's my question. Who, okay. who, who brought the growth here? Well, you know, I'm not sure that I could pinpoint it very much to who, but here's what I've, I've heard and here's kind of what I've observed because I, and you know, I'm only 55, but, but I think what happened was there, there were some folks here, you know, probably about the time I was born, uh, maybe even a little longer, that said, you know, what have we got in St. George and how can we kind of help our economy grow a bit? How can we keep some of our kids here? And I think that's kind of more when tourism in this area was not born, but when it kind of, you know, was a toddler, it started to grow. And, and that was golf. Golf is really what changed things in St. George. And uh, the Dixie Red Hills golf course uh, was built 
And um, we just, in fact, recently uh, built a new uh, clubhouse there because uh, the one that was there was 50 years old or something. So anyway, golf is what started it. Obviously, Zion National Park had a huge uh, part in that, and that changed everything. But even back then, Zion National Park was nothing like it, it is now in terms of visitation. That is all. That's been a fairly recent phenomenon. I-15, you know, had a huge uh, part in that. And that was built, as I recall, in the 60s and 70s, early 70s. And I remember as a kid, I was born in 65, if you do the math. I remember traveling to St. George and through St. George. You do too, Andy. And, And, you know, we'd stay here. And I remember staying at a new fancy motel. It was called the Four Seasons on the boulevard it's it's now i forget the exact name the red rock uh you know school it's a um it was it's closed now but it's still obviously the building's there right there on what is that seventh i think and uh, the boulevard we stayed at that fancy new place and and then there was one down the road um closer uh to oh probably about mm, first east um the roadway in we stayed there remember that had a slide i remember that anyway it was, I believe, kind of couched as, hey, this is a great place to stop on your way to Southern California. So we did. We did that a lot. And then a few times, and again, this wasn't for, like, um, high school spring break. This was meaning to come here and party. This was my family coming here for spring break. We'd come for Easter and, and get to swim. So I think St. George, it was more uh, an economic thing. It wasn't necessarily, let's see how many people we can get to move here. It was, hey, let's let's bring some business to town. Yeah. I think that's how it started. And the other thing I'll say is, it, it sounds dumb, but I really think central air conditioning played a part too. And all <laughs> those true. things, they that's just kind of added up. And then it's, honestly, caller, it sold itself just like it did with you and with me. I had a chance, I had a chance to come down here uh, for work, and I, I had a chance to live in Cedar or St. George. And I chose St. George because I thought, why not? It's It's a little different. The, the seasons are a little different. Uh, I'd like to try that. It's it's a little bit more like a resorty town, you know, and I'm, I've never looked back. I've been always glad that I did that. When, uh, or in the 70s, I was about 10 years older, mm-hmm. so we came, uh, living in Texas, came up to visit my grandparents up in American Fork, and we drove through this area, and uh, I had never in my life seen red dirt before. Yeah. I, it was, dirt is brown, and yeah. that's what colored dirt is. Yeah. And, and I just remember as a 10-year-old kid thinking that was maybe the coolest thing in history to have dirt that was red. Yep. That was really cool. And that, that was the first, my first impression of St. George. And the other thing you didn't mention maybe to throw into all, all that other stuff, Mayor, is uh, the, uh, the family, family values here. The values Absolutely. of this community, that's what kept me here. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a big golfer. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. not a, even a big outdoorsman. Some of the other things you mentioned. But the family values of this town is what kept me here. Well, that's a really good point. When I moved here, we had two children, ages three and two. Mm-hmm. And we've added three more children since then. And you're exactly right, Andy. You know what I found? I was growing, uh, I was raising our children, my wife and I, in, out in the Bloomington area. And it felt like the area I was raised in, in yeah. East Mill Creek and Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Its own little community, you know, quiet, safe, uh, children, good schools. So I fell in love with that. And we've always been saying, how can we stay? And that's, you know, we've been able to do that. So anyway. All right. Phone lines have been crazy. We need to keep going. Okay. Right, Caller on with uh, Mayor Pike and Andy, what's up? Good morning. 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 
I have a uh, comment and a uh, uh, question for the mayor. My comment is, is Mayor, I've uh, been rather disappointed in your uh, leadership here. It seems that you represent those people who are coming here or are planning on coming here rather than uh, the locals, and you've been involved in uh, several controversial issues, flying the LGBT flag downtown, holding the sign for BLM, I mean, and then it's Dixie. I think the uh, change in the name of the university is going to be your legacy here. And I hope so. But, I'd love that. Well, I, oh, I, I hope so, too. Yeah. And so that leads to my question. Uh, what is the process for getting a new mayor for St. George? Um, kind of in, in a way, it's twofold. Uh, the first is um, because I, there's a year left in, in my, my term, uh, the city council, the day that I resign, they will post uh, essentially a notice saying that they're accepting applications to fill the rest of my term. And so eligible uh, residents of the area can apply. And then within a week, I believe, I believe they're given a week, and then the city council will review those applications on their own, and then they will have a meeting, a public meeting, where they will interview uh, the applicants and usually what that means is they'll ask maybe one question, kind of an overall kind of question, a, a general question, to get some some answers uh, from them on why perhaps they would be the best candidate for mayor. And then in that meeting, they can't deliberate privately, but in that meeting they, they can deliver, deliberate publicly, and then they cast votes and they decide who the, the mayor will be for the remainder of, of this term. And so that means roughly a year. And as you can imagine, that person, whoever they are, could be someone that either just wants to do it for a year and the council could choose that person, or it may be someone that really would like to uh, then immediately start running for election uh, for the fall. And so either way, the council will choose and then uh, someone will be running for mayor uh, starting in June of 2021 for the next four-year term. And so that, that's, that's how it'll go, and, and uh, it happens pretty quickly. Just have to take a little bit of time to get the applications in and then to, to, to meet and decide. Very good. Thank you. I hope that we get a mayor that's actually more focused on the local people and the local culture rather than somebody who wants to fundamentally transform the area. So I thank you for your uh, comments. Thanks for the call. Well, thanks, thanks for being uh, nice about it. I, I appreciate we have different perspectives, but... But I believe that uh, it's important that uh, our elected officials are the elected officials for all the people that choose to live here, not just the ones that, that maybe coincide with, uh, with our viewpoints. All right, we've got time for one last call. I've got about 30 seconds, caller, if you want to uh, throw something at the mayor real quick. Okay. Yes, I just want to say I agree with the last caller. Good riddance to John Pike. He's only great in his own mind, and hopefully we get another mayor who's interested in preserving the history and the name of Dixie. All right, thank you for the call. Appreciate that. All right, and again, another another uh, viewpoint, and that's fine. I appreciate that everybody has the right to their own opinions. Mayor, thank you so much. John, you as a friend, it's been great having you. Uh, you're always welcome. I, I don't know how Commissioner... Insurance commissioner works with the state, but uh, you're always welcome on the show. Well, we might, we might have to do that sometime. We can maybe just do a, you know, do a check-in. And, and yeah. again, because I'm going to be officed here, I could probably pop over here sometime and love to do it, Andy. Just won't be on a Thursday anymore. Won't, won't be, be on mayor. a Thursday. That's right. And, and I'm confident that there will be a great new mayor chosen, first by the council and then by the citizens.